What's going on, guys? This is Gene with the Changeover Podcast here with Gennaro Martinez. He was willing to come on the show and talk a little bit about himself. So, uh, you guys enjoy the show. Hey, how you doing? My name is Gennaro Martinez. I'm from Baytown, Texas. Uh, originally, uh, I live in San Diego, California. And uh, I'm an aircraft mechanic. That's who I am. All right. So, how was life for you in the Marine Corps? Because we're from two totally different age groups. We are. We are. You're <laughs> my brother's age group. Uh, he's 12 years younger than me. But uh, life, life in the the Marine Corps was a lot like um, life now. You know, work, uh, fix airplanes, work, 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 go home, uh, sleep it off, rinse, repeat. You know. And work, yeah. some <laughs> yeah, work some more. And work some more. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, not a lot of barracks parties back then, huh? Some. Yeah. It got crazy <laughs> on the weekends, you know, on our off times. You know, uh, you know, a lot of X-rated stuff going on. Oh, yeah. So, uh, when you got out, let's go back about three months before you got out. How was, okay. uh, how was that lead up? getting out uh, i don't know if you had subs and taps we had yeah time. i had the taps class and all that and there was tons of great info stuff that i knew uh that, that i wish i knew back then you know that i, I had taken i wish i'd taken advantage of but um the lead up i guess uh it was a little it was bittersweet and that uh, a lot of my friends who knew I was getting out, um, kind of gave me the cold shoulder afterwards. You know, oh, he's getting out. We can't count on him, even though uh, I'm still I was still there. You know, with the toolbox in my hand. You know, it was um, it was kind of it's kind of rough there for a minute, and then I, I guess after I gotten out, then I really you know I came into my own. So okay, I, I left that behind. Now I'm I'm moving forward with this, you know. A new chapter in your life. Yeah, a new chapter. Yeah. The uh, the staff I was a staff sergeant. The staff corps treated me pretty well. A lot of them tried to convince me to stay. A lot of them were com- were coming to my house, coming to my apartment, uh, hanging out with me, uh, you know. For the, you know the past like you know it was up to like six months before you know before I even got out they were doing this you know hey you need to stay think about it you know do this or do that and um, I, I just kind of at, at that point I kind of was like shucking them off and I was like nah I'm gonna do I'm gonna go do my thing but um, and, you know but they never really they never really gave me the cold shoulder, you know, it was all the uh, younger troops that that gave me, gave me that, you know, that icy, icy stare like like this guy, you know. He's gonna go live the life now. He's gonna go live the life now. <laughs> He's getting out. We're still in. <laughs> still, we still gotta do stuff. And you know, anyway. Yeah. So, how was uh, back then? How was the VA arrangements? Because uh. The way they are now, they just—it's a lot of run around and. Was it? 
Yeah, for uh, me it was a lot of run around. They they're in Miramar. They shuffled us to the uh, taps and taps class. The guy that was there had us uh, sit down with the VA guy right next door. So it was kind of like you come to this class, okay, you're done with this class, go to the next class. You know, you're done with that guy, go see this guy. You're done with that, go see this guy. So they 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 kind of ran us through the numbers, you know, which made it kind of easy. So I, I didn't really have much of a trouble uh, getting into the system and getting my 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 compensation, my rating for my yeah. injuries and, and whatnot. Only after after the fact, and I had gotten out and had been out for some time, then. I had problems with the VA, you know, getting seen. Uh, I don't have a doctor right now. Uh, I don't. I don't have my own specific doctor that I would. I could say I go to. You know, mm -hmm. like in most insurances, you pick a doctor in your network. Well, in this case, you go to your clinic that's close to you, but doctors change out of there all the time. I've gotten seen by like four different doctors already. Yeah, and you got it's playing catch up every time, and it's not fun because you, you know you 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 got to go over your basic history all over again. You know, and you've already you feel like you're wasting your time. You know. Yeah. All you want, all you and if you and you if you go in, all you really want is like, you know, hey, I, you know. I just got cold, you know. I'm really, I'm really out, you know, out of it. What do you guys recommend, you know? In, in, uh, you know, here, here's your, <laughs> here's your Moltrin. <laughs> here's your, here's your prescription. <laughs> Go to the CVS. Yeah, there's really no interaction, you know, per, no personal relation there. No, I've actually got lucky. Uh, the current doctor I'm with now, uh, she's actually looking out for us. Like she's straight up says hey try this and try that and uh that should help you out with your migraines and stuff right right and she's actually face okay. to face she like video called me last time so that's different you know i went the, the last time i went was about three years ago um and i needed to get a overseas screening and i walk in and and i go see i go to see the nurse practitioner she takes me inside and says, Mr. Martinez, if you have any problems here, you need to really say something because we're having uh, problems with this other company that, uh, I guess because there was two companies inside that VA clinic that were f competing it to get customers. So whoever was walking in, they would compete to get that appointment. What? And so... <laughs> So I, I was taken aback. I said, what, what is going on? I said, no, look, Mr. Martinez, if you feel uncomfortable with this lady over here, uh, just let us know and we'll take care of it over here. So it was it was, it was weird that way, you know. Yeah, I, I've never heard of that happening. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. That's California for you, though. <laughs> It, it was it was a trip because uh, I'm going in to just go do this thing, you know, get an overseas screening, you know, basic physical kind of stuff. And yeah. Next thing you know, I'm caught in the middle of 
of two companies battling mm-hmm. it out for appointments for it's, people, you know. And they're, they're, how they look at it is, hey, that's an appointment. That's money in our, our bank over here. Yeah, the other guys is like, oh, we're competing against that. Now, you know, they're going back and forth in, in front of you. <laughs> that that sounds just the worst now you're one of the very few that gets out and whose job while you were in actually applies to the real world (laughs) yeah you could say that i i owe that all to my dad um when i was growing up uh we worked uh sheetrock and flooring and electrical and all this kind of thing so i i knew we we did a lot of roofing so I knew how to how to measure and all the you know what what size wrenches and you know all yeah. this kind of thing you know. So when he, the recruiter came in came knocking, my dad stepped in and uh, basically told the recruiter that he's not gonna do whatever you want him to do you know whatever the needs of the of the service wants he's gonna get a contract and you're gonna guarantee this this place for him because when he gets out I want this guy to have a, a skill when he gets out to rely on and and lo and behold it, it, it came to be true it paid off it paid off it, he I guess he was wise beyond his years <laughs> yeah uh-huh. I, uh, I was an aircraft electrician F-18 air, uh, electrician and got out and did uh, mod modification work on airplanes. Um, so it, it translated over. I was installing electrical equipment on aircraft. I was an electrician, so that translated over. Actually using your MOS. Actually using yeah. And they paid decent, you know. I started at 17 bucks an hour, which was decent, but it was definitely rough in the beginning because it's san diego you know yeah san diego is expensive oh yeah yeah so you know there there went you know 15 of my 17 bucks an hour right out the door you know just on living yeah um did you end up using your gi bill i or did you did i did how much, was it much much later though much later much later so you got the easy run through for it because uh, uh what do you mean so, nowadays, you just go up to the college, you go to the veteran's office, and they already have all the forms ready for you. Just, here you go, here you go, here you go, and huh. boom, you're done. In a day, you're done. Well, you're already set up. That sounds easier. <laughs> the, my, my, my stuff was a little bit different. We'd have to call in every month to verify that we're actually in, and these were my, my grades, my, yeah. my transcripts. Yeah, no, everything gets pulled digitally now. Oh, wow. So now there's no more calling in and uh, getting verified. Yeah. No, it's just all done yeah. in a day. That's awesome. So you just go in semester by semester. Really? The very next day, hey, you're good to and, go. And the and it hits into your checking account. Yeah. The the, the stipend it, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the monthly stipend. Really? Yep. Really? It hits. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's the easy way now. Yeah. I don't know how it was for you. No, yeah, was it, it just... was. It was fill these forms out at the office, at the school's office or whatever, the admis- admissions yeah. office, and um, and then every year, every month, I had to 
re-verify with the VA. So I had to call it in, and then I'd have to uh, email them my transcripts. So I'd have to get that before I even call them in, you know. So, but uh, with that though, I I tribute I contribute that to my uh, my wonderful wife, my beautiful wonderful wife. You know, she's amazing. She's amazing. She. She is what you would call the support system there. Yeah, which uh, is highly important, especially when you get She's amazing. I wouldn't be here where I'm at now with what I have, achievement-wise, without her, you know, supporting me in the background. When I went, when I finally decided to, uh, you know, get off my ass and go, <laughs> uh, you know, I did it for various reasons, you know, but... In the end, it, it, my whole perception changed in it, you know, while, while doing it. Uh, when I first started going, she was like, you, you go ahead, I'll, 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 I'll back you up. And uh, she did it. She did it physically, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I would get up at like 4 in the morning, uh, about 4.30-ish or whatever, and uh, I cracked the books, I studied a little bit or whatever, you know, and then go go to work but she would be up too preparing my my lunch and then my dinner you know so I'd go to work take that with me eat my lunch do my thing or whatever and uh, then go to school at night and I would already have dinner ready for me I wouldn't have to go all the way home all the way home and, and get all the way and back oh, yeah and I was lucky in the fact that the uh, school had a satellite campus right on the airfield there at Camp Pendleton, you know, so yeah. I was lucky. Yeah. So all I had to do was get out of work there at Camp Pendleton, go to, you know, cool. go right down the road, and, and it'd be there, you know, it'd, it'd just go to class, you know. That sounds awesome, though. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have much of a satellite campus. I was in Beaufort. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this middle of the swamp, there's <laughs> nothing. Different. Now, um, now I call it the DD two fourteen depression, the the post DD two fourteen depression, because it's what it is. It's a depression. You, you, a lot of people don't realize that it is depression that sets in. Okay. Uh, the realization you have no more friends right next door, nobody to go out and drink all night, uh-huh. nobody to sit down and actually talk to, you all night, yeah. when something's wrong. Uh, how was that for you? How did you deal with that? Um, for me, it was, uh, terminal leave, basically, and, uh, I, I was, I was roommating with some, some friends of mine, co-workers, and, uh, basically, I just, I, I thought of it as a decompression, you know, that the, the Marine Corps winds you up so tight, um, and if you don't learn to let some of that stuff go, it it, it bottles you up and it compress it compresses you. It, it's you're you're under pressure. You know you're so much you're so under pressure with every little aspect of the thing. You know, you know from the the grooming, the courtesy, the the uh, the weight standard, how they want you to look. You know how they want you to act. You know, it, and 
it, everything, every aspect of life basically is, is under, under a microscope, you know. So when I had gotten out, and I was, I was hanging out in my apartment with my friends, I didn't do anything. You know, I grew everything out, I grew my hair out, I grew my beard out, you know, uh, I don't think I showered for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just let everything go, let everything decompress for like three months, because I had a lot of 90 day, 90 days on the books, and that was my terminal leave, and um, I just let, just relaxed, you know, just let everything decompress, let everything go, and you know, come to the realization that all that other stuff that the the wrinkle was wanting you to do, I didn't, I didn't need to do that no more. I didn't, I didn't need to be so tight, uh, wound up, so uptight, you know, so strict, you know, I didn't need to shave every day or get a haircut every, every, have a good fresh haircut every Monday, you know, didn't need yeah. to have none of that, you know. So a, it was like a decompression for me, you know, versus a, a depression, you know. It, it was a release yeah. of all that versus uh going down on my feelings, you know. Yeah, I, I think what helped me out a lot was when, when I when I started working, I worked with vets. You know, I was in vet. I was in a job with other veterans. You know, and they, they so they understood where I was coming from. They, yeah. You know, they understood how, what, and what it means to work 16-hour days on the flight line. You know, things like that they knew you know we were all in in Iraq together you know maybe in different places but we all knew we we had a, you know a little bit of understanding between us all everybody knew each other's mindset where yeah. everybody stood where we said that that helped a lot with letting some stuff go you know so uh, I would say yeah uh, Working in a company that had employed veterans helped me, helped me a lot. That's good. That's good. That's a good support system, though, because that way you have pe- equal-minded people that say, that's "Hey, what it is. you're starting to look a little dead down on yourself. Here's more stuff to that's do." What it is. Everybody thinks the same. We're not the same people, obviously, yeah. but we all think the same. We all, you know, have technical minds when it comes to airplanes. But on the side, you know, we all had that same weird, dark humor, you know. Yeah. Or, you know, we just uh, talk to each other like men do, you know. Hey, what's up, you old bag of dirt, you know. Not much, Gino, you bag of bones, you know, that kind of thing, you know. Oh, yeah. Or worse, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whew, so many that I can't say. Yeah. <laughs> now, how was the job search after getting out, like writing your easy. resume? For me, easy. Did you have to write out a resume for like steps and taps and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. For me, though, it was easy because I had, I knew friends. I, I like I said, I was I I'd spent like eight years and I was a staff, but a lot of my my coworkers had gotten out previously and working and working in different areas, and so when I got out, I, I just called them up, said, "Do you have anything for me?" And some they had a hook. Responded. Some of them didn't, but you know. That's how I got the majority of all my jobs is uh, network and, and being cool, you know, not being that 
Jarhead. Uh, straight out. Straight out. You know. Yeah. Uh, the robot. The robot. And, you know, <laughs> have a personality and be nice and be cool and, and, and but still know your job. You know that kind of thing. How was building your resume? Because uh, I know acquiring things tactically is not necessarily something you want to put on a resume. Like when we had to acquire light bulbs from an army base. Um, that was great. Then <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm trying to put it in words. That's a good <laughs> question. Uh, how was building your resume? Because I know uh, I was with 251 for a bit and on the, on the ship we were on, uh, there was a panel that was stuck. You can't necessarily say you hit it with a sledgehammer as hard as you can and the panel fell off. No, you can't. No, you can't. It, I guess I, I guess it comes down to uh, uh, school teaching you a better vocabulary. <laughs> How to word things differently. How to word things differently than, than, you know, beat the hell out of it or, you know, whatever it may be, you know. Yeah. Uh, did you get a professional writer to write your... I did once. I did, yeah. Resume. And it, it paid off. It paid off. I paid a guy, I think about $250, and I sent them all my previous resumes and uh, job descriptions. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, like a week later, he got back with me and uh, emailed me back my, my, my new resume, and it helped. Uh, it got me a job at NASA. So I went up and, you know, put it in for put my my resume in for the job and and I guess maybe a month later two months later they called me back because I hadn't realized I actually applied to that job and they're like hey come on up we're up here in the Mojave Desert where's that at (laughs) and they said oh no you this is your resume right and you know yeah 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 yeah, this is my resume so, well, we'll come up here. We're we're waiting for you, and it and it turned out to be good. You know, it turned out to yeah. be real good. So your advice is, it's worth spending the, the cash on a pro, if you have it on I'd hand. I'd say yes, because I, I there's some things that, I don't know how to put into words, and and make it sound, that prof, you know business professional. I know uh, a couple people that I've had on the show already. Uh, he told me that his guy called him and literally sat down with him asked him what's all your likes what's all your dislikes yeah. what's what do you enjoy doing and he managed to reword everything to look professional, professional. I guess though they, you gotta be careful too cause there could be some uh, scammers out there some sham, sham yeah. people so, cause uh, they could take your money hey I'm gonna e- email you and never see you again you know yeah uh, LinkedIn is a good it's a good site for that ah uh, from what they've told me. Now, um, going towards the end of this, now it's the uh, section where any ad- advice you would give yourself, your younger self, like you're a month about about to get out, that you know now that you wish you knew back then. Yes, a hundred percent. If I were to give advice to anybody who's wait wanting to get out, is to rethink it. You know, one, that you you might not be happy on the other side. You know, two, um, 
the job the job market is not always what it's cracked up to be. Sure, you have freedom and you know you can travel wherever you want. You can do whatever you want, but to make a living is is just as difficult. It's just as difficult. So I, I'd say uh, I I kind of regret not staying in because of of that retirement paycheck. And that, that's what it's coming down to. It's not that, it, you know, half spree decor and all this other It's basically, I'm not getting a paycheck. I'm 43, and I'm not getting a retirement paycheck when I know I should have been getting that, you know. I should have been getting that paycheck by now, you know. And another, another big one, you know, a big, big one is learn how to invest. How to invest in yourself, you know, school, i.e., you know, reading books all the time, uh, educating yourself on any, anything you're uh, interested in, basically. But still, getting getting that self education is is so damn important. Uh, and invest in money. Uh, learn how to invest in money. That's that's like super key is like thousand percent because I'm 40 like I said I'm 43 and I only have X amount and when I should have had you know 10 15 times more you know because I, I, I didn't I was not smart with my with my cash at all yeah you know I spent I, I did I spent money when I shouldn't have or I saved when I, sh I should have spent you know you know, like I, I bought my house when I first got out of the, of, the, out of the Marines, but I didn't know anything about a mortgage, interest rates, the prime rate, the subprime stuff, you know. Uh, I didn't know anything about that stuff, and it, it screwed me over big time. I'm still living under a five-in-one arm uh, mortgage loan. I don't know if you know what that means. I don't. It means five years, it, your rate is uh, steady at a teaser rate, right? Yeah. And then after that, after the fifth year, the ARM means a adjustable rate mortgage. That means the rate, the interest rate on your loan is tied to the prime rate, the federal prime rate. And it will go up, down, sideways. And, and in the end, you're paying so much more money. So much more money than you should be. You know. And, you know, like I said, I'm paying like an 8% on $245,000 loan. When I should be paying like a 3% locked in rate. You know. So I, I got screwed over by by these these real estate people who saw saw oh. me coming yep. you know? young dude doesn't know what he's talking about let's sign get him <laughs> hey sign him up and we got we lock him in on a loan and uh he's locked in for 30 years this bank is gonna make money i get my commission everything and even then though how how you know i didn't know anything about money when it came to all that so i I, I'm stuck. I'm, I'm stuck in a house that I didn't necessarily know that I, I wanted to be in for the next 30 years. That was another thing. 
like I want maybe I wanted to move back to Baytown or you know or Houston or something I don't have that freedom you know yeah because you're locked in you're not it's not in the books right now because uh you break out of that contract that's a big old stack of cash that's gonna go away well that and like if you a lot of people were doing bankruptcies around 2010 you know when yeah the I remember market that had tanked and, and the, the the real estate market was so upside down um and that if that's on your record it, it does not look good yeah. for especially my my jobs my type of jobs aircraft mechanic sheet metal mechanic avionics um they those are all uh, um, security clearance jobs yep and if you mess that up you are done sir you are done oh yeah and unless uh, your name is Donald Trump you can't have four bankruptcies on your uh... I'm gonna bust out a Donald Trump impression no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> uh. but that's that's another thing like I, like to give advice to people is is learn learn about those things the core will not tell you when that that's not even in their wheelhouse yeah. of things to teach you'll have a corporal or a sergeant friends. or two they'll tell you hey don't be stupid save some cash the only thing i remember is them when it comes to financial things the only thing i remember them saying is hey you know that car uh car dealership out right outside the base never buy a car from people right outside of base because they they're predatorial. Oh yeah. They'll they'll get you for a loan, a car loan that at, at six hundred percent interest. You know. Okay. He, Thanks, Sarge. <laughs> I remember that uh, yeah. we had a dumb one who went to one of those lots. Uh huh. And he got like a 40, 30, 40 percent interest rate. I'm like, oh my Jesus. So like on a on a thirty thousand dollar car at. The, Forty percent, you're looking at paying like I want to say maybe ninety thousand dollars at the end of the at the end of the of, of the loan. Yep, and there goes there goes Corporal Gonzalez going to talk to Base <laughs> Legal to get this kid out of this contract. Yeah, it's it's so sickening. But <sighs> those are the type of things that get people, you know. And I I, I wish for me. That I did, I, I knew, I knew those things, you know. And another one is four hundred one k. Okay. Right. When I had first got out, I signed in for four hundred one k, but I didn't know anything about stocks, the stock market, how those ETF funds work, anything. I didn't know anything. You know. You just knew your. I just knew. Hey. Money's coming out your check. Yeah, exactly. Money's coming out my check. And it's going to this account. Bon, done. Boom. Whatever. But for years, I had been getting a, a return on investment, an ROI, for like maybe, maybe 3%. You know, maybe. There's funds out there that are producing 20, 22, 30%, 33%. You know. So nobody tells you those things, though, and nobody no. teaches you those things. You know, that's something that you have to want to go learn about. You know, I just wish that people in the people in the Marine Corps told me about that. 
Look, this is how this kind of thing works. When you put this money here, this invest here, you get your return on investment. At the end of, you know, you're looking at 30% returns, and that's real good, and this and that. And uh, the most they gave us was a, a PowerPoint slideshow that says, hey, this is where your money's going. Here's all the boring stuff. And then just death by PowerPoint. Death by PowerPoint. Just yeah. the 70 slides. You know, because for them, it's just another class that you... That hey, they have to give class. you. I got to give these people... Uh, all I want to do is go home and, you know, drink beer, whatever. Pretty much. Uh, and on that kid, the same kid that bought that car, uh, I think like a month after I got out, ended up marrying a stripper. Oh, my just God. The worst... Oh the my stereotypical... God. That That's a road... <laughs> Straight to Disasterville. That's that's just terrible. You know, not that uh, I'm trying to down uh, downplay strippers. I'm just saying. <laughs> just, you shouldn't get married to them while you're in. No. Just play it out for a while. But all right, that's uh, that's pretty much the end of this whole thing. Um, any last words you want to give these guys before uh, we uh, close out? No, this was fun. Uh, this was interesting. Uh, you know, yeah, I just, you know, uh, as far as like depression and things like that, you know, th there is there is help out there. Don't be uh, don't be thinking that you're you're never alone. Yeah. You know, like I said, I always worked with vets, but my deal with that was that if I'm working with you, I will never, ever raise my voice or get angry or criticize you or, or down or put you down or anything like that you know uh, for me working with vets is, is always it sounds kind of cheesy but it's always uh, an honor for me you know because we all come from the same place yeah I know it was big in the Marine Corps I don't know if it was big in your time frame it was the uh the don't be a bitch syndrome where you're feeling down on yourself. You're feeling down on yourself. Right. And then everybody else around you is like, don't be a bitch. Just go do it anyways. Or like, say, yeah. say you're actually physically yeah. sick yeah. and they're like, Oh, don't go to medical. You're going to be a bitch. If you go to medical, there's a lot of that. For yeah. Sure. The don't be a bitch syndrome, which is terrible. It's freaking terrible. If you're hurt, it is. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. If you're physically that's hurt, that's a mindset that you're that we have over there. Yeah. But when you're out, we, sh we shouldn't have that. That's some, you know. Yeah. If you're have. if you're depressed, if you're thinking about you know, taking the easy way out. Don't be a bitch, and just fucking contact somebody. Yeah. It's the way that. to look at it. There's that. Yeah. If you take if you take the easy way out, you're the, you're the one being a bitch for taking taking the easy way out. If, I guess for me though, like I said, I worked with vets, and and I, you know, working around a, a a guy eight hours a day, you know, you end up talking to people, you yeah. end up talking talking to them, you know, you end up sharing a little bit of, of yourself of what's going on, you know, uh, because you know, let's face it, you know, doing uh, running wires on aircraft is is kind of boring, <laughs> so. <laughs> You end up you end up striking up conversation and having friends, you know, making friends. So that that right there helps, you know, in my opinion. Oh yeah. yeah. All right.
all right guys thanks for listening that was gene thanks again for coming on the show bro uh again all our contact information is in the description of the episode please don't be afraid to reach out uh please do reach out like i honestly if you're feeling down on yourself reach out to somebody i guarantee you if you message me i will try to get to you as fast as i can you can find us on facebook i will get back to you as fast as i can but call your buddies man don't be a bitch don't take the easy way out just call your buddies all right guys thanks for listening you guys have a nice one i hope you enjoyed the episode